0: Esparabon 07 English podcast. You are listening to the Pad Preview um for Matchday 11 in the Swiss Liga. Esparabon face and host Hamburger Spotverein. So, welcome back to the Pad Preview and this is not something I thought I'd be doing ever again. Now it's quite a luxurious podcast that was supposed to happen every week before a game, but it just become became too much, really, to be quite honest and frank with that. Um, it was something that I enjoyed doing back then. Something, well, it was the first ever podcast released against um, Nuremberg, but it turned into a podcast that became too much, um, especially when we were doing the match review and then Paderborn Weekly, which was uh, every Monday sort of thing, Um that's been scrapped and probably won't come back ever again unless um unless something miracle sort of thing happens but yeah I'm surprised we do we're back doing this again but I think I found a balance between not too much but also a good balance between content in the podcast itself so what we're going to do is because there's three matches until the international break um, we've got Hamburg then away at and then at home to Ingolstadt um, I'm going to do this podcast just focusing on Hamburger sport Um and then next week there's going to be a dual podcast um, where we preview um, Karlsruhe and Ingolstadt together more on that next week and how it's going to work and stuff like that but for this week we're just going to talk about Hamburg because it is quite a big game actually for both teams and Paderborn need a win um, well don't need a win but um, it would be nice to win, obviously. So, this podcast, the first little bit, is going to be on Hamburg and my opinions on them this start of the season. Um, Things I've been impressed with, things I've been not so impressed with. And then we'll look at Paderborn in the little bit of the second half. And we'll, obviously, because I've got more to say about Paderborn... I don't want it to be fully Paderborn based, as, as 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 talking about the team and stuff like that, because we all already know about that, and we'll talk more about that obviously in the reaction, in the reaction podcast. Um, but for the first part of the podcast, I think the preview has to be done justice, as in previewing the actual team we're against on Friday. So as we know, um, Hamburg, I've got Tim Walter in as coach. Um, got him in in the summer. Um. Tim Walter, who was actually signed by Fabian Wogermuth in Kiel. And he played an epic game, an epic two-game sort of, against Paderborn. He's only played two games against Paderborn in the past, and those two games were a loss and a draw. Now, if you remember that 2018-19 season, the first season back in the Zweite Liga, which Devin Baumgart, um, just promoted from the, from the Dritte League, of course, um the season before, Um and we played that 4-4 game at the Bentel Arena, incredible, when um, Ben Salinski made a, a brilliant cross, I think it was Hunemeyer with the assist, I can't quite remember, Um but he made it 4-4 in the last minute, it was match day 13, so it's kind of similar to this, obviously we were against Hamburg in match day 11, Um but we got a point against Kiel that night, um, and then match day 30 against Kiel. That 2-1 win, that huge away win. The first time I think we come from a goal behind. And it was that incredible game um, that pushed us to third in the Zweite Liga over Union Berlin. And obviously, oh, what was the game last season where we come from behind and won? That was the, the last game we come, come, from, come from behind and won before. We didn't win a single game in the Bundesliga from behind... Uh, from where we went behind, sorry. And that was the last win for like at least forty games or something like that. So quite an um quite a good result for us there against Tim Valter So yeah, Tim Tim's teams have actually scored five goals in two games against us, so um but we scored six goals in, in, in two games against him, so you know, it kinda of balances out in that sort of sense. But as we know, Hamburg haven't had a good start to the season. We'll, we'll touch on that in a minute. Um, and his teams are actually really diff- struggling, kind of, to score. Um, and against Paderborn, Tim Walter's sides have a decent record of scoring. Um, so that's something to look at, really. So if Hamburg go up to the Bento Arena, win 4-1, we know why. So the... Team so far in Hamburg this season are eighth in the Svita Liga. Obviously that will not change because we're the first team along with Hansa Rostock and someone else on Friday to play. So they'll be eighth, whatever happens on Friday. Um oh, maybe goal difference changes that after a defeat or whatever. Um but so far in the ten games, they've had three wins, six draws and only one loss, which is quite impressive really and I think what I've been so impressed with Hamburg so far this season is their sort of defensive um, stability in a, in a way and um, I think we'll get on to the, their defense in a little bit when we sort of um, go into a couple of positions we'll talk about the attack the midfield the defense and um, but just looking back on a couple of their recent results, um, you may have watched the top spiel Devoscher on Saturday, last Saturday against Fortuna Duschendorf, obviously, um some allegations of racism in that um match which overshadows what was a really, really good game and um I hope whoever whoever did this, whoever did the whoever said the racism or um whatever sort of abuse happened gets punished and gets life. Um just gets whatever the toughest um, sanction is because you know obviously I can have an opinion that you know this guy whoever did this or whatever should um, get this punishment or whatever but at the same time I don't know what's been said I don't know what in what sort of um, ways it's been said as well so you know I can't really debate punishments or whatever or what he should get because that's not my place to say but what I can say is, um, I really, really hope that the, the person who, who said this stuff, um, he's not a fan, by the way, he's not a fan of the team, he's not a fan of football, he's just a racist person. I know if he gets the toughest, toughest sanction that's possible to give him for what he said. Now, um, Hamburg should have won against Fortuna. They, I think they had 17 shots, um, and after Prib's um, 25th minute, red card for Fortuna on 25 minutes, it was basically part of the bus job for Fortuna Düsseldorf, and Hamburg didn't win, Um, the last win actually came in match day 7 against Werder Bremen, that 2-0 game in the um, derby, in the Hamburg derby, sorry in the Nord derby, what am I talking about, Um, obviously there was two Bremen goals that were ruled out, obviously People have opinions on those. I can't really say my opinion because um, I think the referee was correct, and that's my opinion. Um, people think it was poor refereeing, not telling the person who went in the wall that it was um, not allowed. But I think it's fair refereeing. You know, Bremen were trying to get the free kick taken as quick as possible as well because they were down um, against Hamburg. And since that of win, they've drawn all the last three games against Nuremberg. Our and Fortuna, of course, last weekend. Going into a specific player sort of thing for Hamburg. Of course, they lost Simon Toroda last season. He was replaced by Robert Glatzel from Cardiff City. And he's scored six goals so far. So not that bad, actually, of a replacement. He seems quite a poacher in front of gold with Robert Glatzel. I've seen him a couple of times in um the championship, and I think he played in the Premier League with Neil Warnock. Um, not too sure about that, um, but you know, he seems to be doing all right. To say it's a, a really difficult replacement to to try and replace Simon Torrado from any team in the in the Liga because he's such a pivotal player for that for that team. The midfield for Hamburg has turned into sort of a a, a different player to Sonny Kittel last season, of course. and um, We'll talk about Sonny Kittel in a couple of minutes. Um, but the midfield maestro has kind of turned into Moritz Heyer from uh, Hamburg now. He scored four goals so far. Some people might think it's a purple patch. Sorry, not a purple patch. Yeah, purple patch. A positive purple patch. And some people think he's playing um, out of his skin. But from what I've watched, he seems to be quite a good player. Definitely won four. Lucas York and Esse Paderborn to look out for. I think Ron Schallenberg is going to be on him um, from the first whistle on Friday. Now, as said, we we're going to talk about Sonny Kittle, And, of course, he played well versus Esse Paderborn last season. Scored in the game that we lost, 4-3. I'm pretty sure he scored. But, interestingly, as he's scored three goals in his last five games against Paderborn, he's only won one out of the five games, sorry, Three goals in five games against Esparbón. He's only won one out of those five games, which was the four-three victory, and he's lost the other four. So not a good record for Sonny Kitzel against Esparbón when he scored in, in the games. Um, which is interesting because I've always think he t- he turns up really well against Esparbón. Don't know why. He just plays quite well against us every time. Now defensively, S- uh, S- defensively Hamburg were quite, you know. Up in the air last season. Sometimes you're going to get a defensive masterclass from Hamburg, sometimes you're going to get a pod offensive display. Sebastian Schonlau going to Hamburg is such a good transfer for the um, team in the Nord. He has been good so far, obviously, had that suspension. Um, but I think he's been very, very, very good. For Hamburg so far this season. A really good block. block, A really good rock in that defence. And as captain. Obviously he did that in Paderborn for his last season. In in Paderborn. And he's been a very solid player for. Um, very solid player for. <laughs> why, could I, why, why did I forget Tim Valter's name for a second? He's been a very very solid signing for Tim Valter. And I'm sure he'll get a cheer from the Esa Paderborn fans. Now, I've got a couple of questions that I'm going to ask myself. Um, I've been thinking about them. And, you know, Hasfalve only lost one game this season. Um, are they finally creating good defence? Are they finally being um, defensively first? And that's a, a style that's been used, sort of. In a couple of teams, um, FC Nuremberg, one of the teams that have been sort of defence-first this season, they've only conceded seven goals. Now, if um, you look at the stats, Hamburg have actually uh, conceded more goals than este Paderborn. Um Hamburg have conceded 12 goals in comparison. Paraborn us, we've conceded 11, and Nuremberg have the best defence in the Zweite Liga, with only conceded seven goals this season. So it's going to be a very interesting game in Esipadab- in Esipadabon, in the Bento Arena on Friday night because here was sort of defensively first. But with Tim Valter you always know you're going to have a really good tactical battle. And, you know, if they're prolific on the night, it's going to be a very, very tough match for us. Um, so I'll be back in a second when we'll talk about Eze Paderborn for a couple of minutes and then we'll wrap up the podcast. Welcome back to the second part of the pad of preview. We'll be talking about Esther Palaborn in this part of the podcast. This won't usually be a part of the podcast um, going forward in the in the match previews, the pad of previews. But I just want to talk about a couple of topics before we wrap up the podcast. Now, against John Regensburg, I talked a little bit about Marcel Korea, And I actually forgot to do my three stars against Regensburg, so I'm going to do them now. First star is... Um, Marcel Career. Coming in, obviously difficult to replace what Jasper Van der Werth has done this season. But I thought he was pretty good. I thought he was solid at the back. Was good passing. There's still that little bit of rustiness in him where he was struggling to um track back and stuff like that. But overall it was um you know, a decent performance from, from Career. Second star Jamila Collins. Um just for the character really. I think he did well to come back, obviously from his red card, all the criticism he received Um, and I feel like he was, you know, his character was good, and he came back stronger, you know, he was on a yellow card, I think, and did well to not, you know, jump in tackles, and I think he's learned his mistake, which is good. And then third start, I think I gave it to, who did I give it to? I can't remember who I gave it to. I think I gave it to Platter, but I'm not sure. Oh, no, sorry, how did I give it to Platter? I gave it to Kuyperger for his goal. Absolutely amazing goal that Felix Platter scored so as we're going to transition into the second part of the podcast I'm just going to talk about hopefully Jasper van der Werff being back for this game obviously because I've not I'm recording this um, on the Wednesday I haven't seen Lukas Kwasnjok's press conference um so I don't know what he said um I've got no idea what he's going to say but I hope Jasper van der Werff is back um After his um, injury or something, he got just some more news from Paderborn. Janis Dörfler has done some sort of crucial ankle injury or something like that. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks. So, Janis Dörfler is um, out of the question um, for the minute. Um, Now, Marcel Karré, can he fight for a starting position? I think if Van der Verth isn't 100%, because we need 100% against a team like Hamburg, I think Marcel Kreia will start again. I think Marcel Kreia started against Hamburg last season and we conceded three goals. And did he make mistakes in them? I think he did. So maybe that's a factor for Lucas to think about um, about starting career. But I think he deserves a start. I think he played well against um, uh, Jean Ragansborg. And he definitely can fight for a starting place. It's going to be difficult for him with the minutes, obviously, depending on Van der verf's Hunemeyer's fitness. Um, but he's there as the third centre back for a reason, right? He's not there to, 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 to you know, just bench warm. And um, he's there for fight to fight for his place because Hunemeyer and Van der Werff should not get their place um, automatically. It shouldn't be. Um, you know, you just go to training and do your job, and then you get. Um, In the starting 11 it's got to be a fight between them and Marcel Correa, in my opinion. Now, Denis Stabeni was disappointing again against Regensburg when he came on as a substitution. didn't really do anything in the match. Now, I think he needs to start a match, and I think he needs to finish the whole game, and then we'll see what Denis Stabeni can do in 90 minutes. Obviously, he was our top scorer last season, um, had a very good season last season. Uh, Missed a penalty, though, this season, of course, and he's kind of falling down the pecking order, To Felix Platter, who's had a great start of the season, but I think Sabeni just needs uh, um, a game to start. I think he just needs to play the whole ninety minutes, and then you know that could kickstart his season with a huge goal against Hamburg to win us the game. You know, that's my opinion on Dennis Sabeni. And then if he plays poorly, um, you know he's had his chance, and he can he can't really argue against it because I think he will be secretly a bit disappointed with his playing time this season and the chances he's had. He's not had that many chances where he's had a, a lot of minutes to play. I think it's been like 30 minutes, 25 minutes, 20 minutes at the end of the game and he missed the penalty and kind of was put down the pecking order straight away. Obviously, Platter scoring twice against Bremen and um, huge goals for us as well, obviously, against Fortuna Düsseldorf, that winner. Um, But yeah, Sabeni... So Is an interesting topic that we'll probably go into more on the match review if he does start. Um, Now, to the actual result of this game, I was, you know, blabbering on last time in the reaction podcast about just getting points on the board and doing our talking on the pitch. Um, So I'm not expecting much from this game, really. I'm expecting um, a very, very highly tactical game where there's going to be a lot of um, passing around at the back, sort of um, looking for, for movements, you know. Trying to get mismatches um, and stuff like that. I'm expecting that sort of a game rather than a Regensburg game where they score after two minutes and the game's cut sort of, you know, all over the place. There's a lot of chances for both teams. I don't think it'll be that sort of game. I think we'll be lucky to get to, to ten shots for for one team. I think it'll be a lot of that sort of game, a tactical battle. It won't be high scoring. It'll be really. You know, tight at the back from both sides, and Paderborn, Remember, haven't had a clean sheet for goodness me a long time. So we'll probably be, you know, defence first in this first in this game, and I think that's a fair enough thing. You know, Hamburg like the ball. Um, maybe just give it to them and see what we can do. I feel like it's going to be a bit like the Nuremberg game without the goals. Um, I think it's going to be limited chances, and that's where maybe their quality up front is going to help them. Obviously, we've got Sven. Um, who loves to go against Horsfowl, so, you know, if I'm going to say it now, I'd probably take a draw from this match, but either team can feel they can win this game. However, our home form does need improving, right? Um, We've got no wins in the last three games at home, one draw, two losses, we're not doing well at home, we're not giving the fans what they want to see at home, we're more an away team, which I can't remember the last time when a Paderborn team was better away from home um but what a game to kick start a home farm again huge statement to beat them um and we we well we'd be the only only the second team to beat them in 11 in 11 games so that would be a big statement um but we can't forget that hamburg arguably have the better team and it'll be very tough if they play well you know it'd be very tough if they show up and and um and force the game onto us so we've just got to stick in there you know, take our chances when we get them. We're not going to have many, I think. And if, if if we play well, we can win. If they play well, they can win. But I think Kwasniewski will be very secretly happy, uh, very secretly happy with a draw if we get it. So that's going to wrap up the pad of preview next week. It'll be probably more uh, entertaining as we preview two games. Um, I'll talk about that next week anyway. Um, but thank you for listening. I'd just like to apologise. For people that I promised um, would have Marvin on the podcast this week, because of internet problems that wasn't possible, and because of such uh, such th- um, because of the such time constraints, I just had to get the podcast um, recorded. So I apologise for that. But thank you for listening, and I'll see you for the match review podcast, which will be either uploaded on Saturday or Monday, depending on internet connection and all the other factors. So you've been listening to the pada preview for Esser Padreborn against Hamburger Spot for Follow me on Twitter at EN for the latest updates within Padreborn. And yeah, thank you for listening. I'll see you either on Saturday or on Monday. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>